You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. You're listening to episode 496. I'm here in San Diego live from RubyConf 2023. I thought I'd do something different for this episode and take you along with me to the conference. I caught up with a few of the attendees to get their perspectives and experiences with the various sessions here. So we're going to chat through that. My hope is that this episode will help you feel like you're a part of the hallway track here. I hope you enjoy it. I'm here live from RubyConf San Diego. I'm here with Josh Maurer. Can you give us a little introduction? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Josh Maurer. I flew in from Minneapolis. Not necessarily a hotbed for Ruby, but super up and coming. So very excited to be here. Is this your first RubyConf? It is my first RubyConf. How are you finding it so far? Loving it. It's great. I've absolutely fallen in love with this community. Being that midlife career changer, it's Mm -hmm. been phenomenal to be embraced the way I have with everybody in the community so far. What inspired you to change careers and break into this? So I'm a single dad with two kids full time, and it kind of drove me to want to spend more time with them. But also, I've always loved problem solving. I love figuring things out. And I've honestly been a nerd my entire life and love, love getting into that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there something you have seen so far that you particularly enjoyed about the conference? Yeah, a couple of things with the conference wise, like yesterday was community day. So they had a couple of workshops, being able to be surrounded by people I've never met before, but getting help as far as like working, whether it be the hackathon and also some of the workshops I sat through was super, super cool. And also I learned so much. What were some of the workshops that you went to? I went to one that covered the Glimmer UI, which was really neat. And then I just kind of putzed around with some of the gems in the hackathon, which was just kind of learning my way through there. So the hackathon that was people were just meeting up and working on? Yeah, they had a list of gems on the wall and basically, hey, here's the problems and could basically sit down at a table and kind of work together on those. That's awesome. That had to be really good to be able to contribute to those. It was a really neat experience and a really great way to meet people that I've never met before and probably would have met any other way and just kind of introduce myself, but also just be more involved in the community. Awesome. Well, I'm very happy you were able to make it to your first RubyConf. And thank you so much for doing this interview and for talking with me for a couple of minutes. I appreciate it. And I hope the rest of the conference goes well for you. Wonderful. Thanks, Lisa. I hope you have a great time, too. I am here with Anna Lapukina, and this is your first RubyConf. Um, correct, yeah. Yeah. How are you finding it so far? I'm loving it. You know, the pandemic has been brutal for me, for my mental health, because, mm-hmm. you know, we had to stay home, and I really enjoy hanging out with my community. Yeah, I think the community is, like, one of the best parts about the Ruby community. You are also a scholar. I am, yeah. So how has the scholarship experience been? This is my first time at the Ruby conference. And being a scholar, and I absolutely love it because you have your own mentor, a person who can introduce you to everyone. They're here to support you, to provide any advice. So I'm super fortunate and grateful to have been chosen as a scholar. Do you think that for people who might come to RubyConf for the first time, do you recommend trying to become a scholar? Yeah, absolutely. The process of becoming a scholar, it's pretty straightforward. And if you are super passionate about Ruby, the community, if you'd like to learn more, that is definitely a program for you. It's a great opportunity to just plunge into the community because it could be scary for people if you do not know anyone, if it's your first conference or if it's your first Ruby conference. But when you're a scholar, you can just meet so many people through your mentor and through Mm -hmm. the program you are set up for success have you had a favorite talk so far today yes today was a very technical day with very technical talks 
My favorite so far has been Popping into Sea Ruby by Gemma Israf. Mm -hmm. For me, this talk wasn't only super interesting from the technical point of view, mm -hmm. but also having Gemma on the stage as a woman working on Core Ruby is mm -hmm. very inspiring. She's awesome and the fact that she's working on the core team is really exciting yeah is there anything that you're looking forward to tomorrow since i'm a scholar i'll mm -hmm. be giving a lightning talk so i oh, have nice. already applied and signed up to participate in it tomorrow my lightning talk will be about metaprogramming in ruby and nice. i'm hoping that a lot of people can at least learn about metaprogramming in a little bit get inspired and get some hands-on experience with it mm -hmm. at their jobs or for their projects because I think metaprogramming in Ruby is something that we actually don't get to use that super mm -hmm. often but that's the feature that where Ruby shines yeah so yeah. I'm hoping that people will be inspired to at least try it and who knows maybe this will be something that will attract people and the community to use Ruby even more yeah yeah well Good luck with the lightning talk. I'm sure it's going to be great. And that's an amazing topic for a talk. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview. It's been great talking to you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your RubyConf. Thanks, Elise. My pleasure. I'm here with Heather Rolston. You said this is your first RubyConf. What's it like coming to RubyConf for the first time? It's amazing. It's a little overwhelming because there's a lot going on. And a little bit is over my head of my understanding since I'm a beginner, but overall the community is really nice and welcoming. So that's been wonderful and has helped made me feel a lot more comfortable here. I'm really glad to hear that. Did you have a favorite session that you've been to? Yeah, I actually did the ethical programming by Katya on the first day on community day. And I thought that was really interesting. I really liked her presentation and it was encouraging to know that there's, when you're coming up with an ethical problem at work, to voice it and to kind of be a spearhead for that and to not be afraid to bring up questions. So it was really interesting. It was a great talk. I really enjoyed it. That is awesome. Is there like a key piece of advice from that session that listeners might want to know about? Just don't be afraid to speak up and maybe find a group. If there's more than one of you, then people are more likely to listen. Awesome. Do you have any advice for people who want to come to their first RubyConf about how to get the most out of the experience? I would say don't be afraid to kind of insert yourself. If you're not a super social person, just take a deep breath and dive in because other people are nice enough. They'll catch you and bring you into their fold. So it can be a lot and just take it in stride and don't make your decisions out of fear. Just don't let the fear stop you. Nice. That's really awesome. Thank you so much for giving me a couple moments of your time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'd like to welcome Skylar Nickham onto the show. How are you finding RubyConf so far? I'm loving it. It's been super fun this year. I always enjoy coming to the conferences and just reconnecting with people and seeing friendly faces, making new friends. Favorite session? I think my favorite session was the one Murray Steele did on reinterpreting data. And the title for that feels like kind of like a bore, but it was really fun. He talked a lot about how when he was a kid, he thought it would be cool if he could just change the file extension on files. And like suddenly it will play 
as an MP3 and read the PDF document back to him. I remember having similar thoughts, but then he talked about ways that you can repack the bytes of files to make it be forced into a WAV file. And it sounds like utter garbage, but it's such a silly concept. And then he turned it into a bitmap, which was really colorful and like this weird kind of mosaic of like raw mm-hmm. data. And then he made it into a MIDI file, which sounded like if your cat jumps on the piano, only it's like a piano and an organ and a drum set and 20 other instruments all at the same time. That sounds really cool. It was really fun. I don't know. I think I just really enjoyed how like it doesn't feel like a business case. It's just this fun, silly thing that like you can do. And it's I don't know. It's joyful. Yeah. So you also helped out with organizing the WNB dinner last night. I did this year. Yeah. The WNB is an awesome group. I connected with them at my first RubyConf. Emily and Jim are awesome leaders and they just create a really inclusive community. Awesome. Thanks. Well, thank you for organizing that. It was a blast. My pleasure. Well, I hope you have a wonderful last day and thanks again for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Honey Badger, I have all kinds of sources to back what I'm about to say next. The number one reason startups fail is that they run out of money. There are so many ways for startups to lose money. Downtime certainly should not be one of them. Recent studies found that downtime can cost $427 per minute for small businesses and up to $9,000 per minute for medium-sized businesses. That's every single minute that you're down. A monthly subscription with Honey Badger helps you prevent costly downtime by giving you all the monitoring you need in one easy-to-use platform so you can quickly understand what's going on and how to fix it, which of course helps you stay in business. Best of all, Honey Badger is free for small teams and setup takes as little as five minutes. Get started today at honeybadger.io. That is honeybadger.io. Thanks to Honey Badger for supporting the show. I'm now talking with Kazumi Karbowski, how are you finding the conference so far? It's been amazing. This RubyConf is just full of great people, great Rubyists who love the code, who care about the community. That mm-hmm. I think that's the best part of the RubyConf. Yeah. What's been one of the good things about being at the conference? Meeting people. I think the hallway truck has been great. There has been a lot of great talks as well, but... I don't know, Rubyists are just a special group of people. Like, it doesn't matter which skill level you are at. It's very inclusive community. And if you're a newbie, they welcome you. If you're a senior, they welcome you. And they don't make you feel small if you don't know anything. Like, it's just such a welcoming community. The community is one of my favorite things about Ruby. And I think being here at a conference and getting to meet new people and getting mm-hmm. to talk to people is always so much fun. And you make all these friends that you then connect with at future conferences. And it's really good. So I'm glad to hear that's going well for you. Mm-hmm. Are you, you're a guide. Yes, I am. You're a guide. What's it like being a guide? It's been great. Heather, who spoke, we were matched as a scholar and guide program. And we've been watching talks together, attending talks together. It's nice to have a conference buddies too. And we get to meet a lot of people. We had a scholar and guide and speaker dinner. We get to meet a bunch of different speakers, different guides. It's been great. So for someone who's maybe been to RubyConf in the past, Mm -hmm. what advice do you have for people who are maybe interested in being a guide next time? I think somebody explained this, being a guide as being a guardian angel. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so just trying to be a friendly face and see 
in which way you can support somebody who are newer to the community. Because I was a scholar myself at the first RubyConf, and everybody welcomed me and introduced me to people and attended to talks together. So it's just, you know, be a familiar face and do what you can to support the person who's coming in and new. Because when you're new at the conference, it's a little scary and you don't know people yeah. and you might have an imposter syndrome. And so just be familiar face and be there for them for whatever they might need. It's got to be good to have a built-in kind of best friend for the mm, conference, yeah. which, is, which is good. Yeah, I think they have a conference buddy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you know, help yeah. other people too, but. It's nice to be with new people because I know how it was when yeah. I was very new and nice to be a familiar face. Awesome. Is there any session or anything that really stood out to you? I went to Gerald Kimball's Which Time Is It? Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah, he's a great speaker and it's just building a mental model around just look at the problem differently and think about the problem you're solving and building a mental model around it. That was my takeaway. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and thanks for being a guide and for helping people out at the conference. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm currently with Caitlin Cabrera. We are here at RubyConf. How are you liking the conference so far? Yeah, it's been great. I was lucky enough to be able to get in here Monday for Community Day. It's been awesome. Just really enjoying connecting with some friends I met through WNB at RailsConf last year and the talks as well. Having the community day as a separate day has been, it was like really interesting and a choice that I really liked it. It was like a good space. Is there any session that you particularly enjoyed? Yeah, from the community day, the one that sticks out the most is the complete guide to moral perfection, kind of the ethical programming discussion. As someone who works in the intrusion prevention and kind of cybersecurity space programming Ruby, that's something that really stuck out to me because in writing our software, we're always looking for the best way that a new feature is going to benefit all of our users and all of our stakeholders. So kind of looking at the broader picture, that one is extremely interesting. Yeah, I've heard that a lot of people really enjoyed that session, so I'm glad to hear that. Is there anything you're excited about in the last day? Yeah, I also really enjoyed Gemma's talk on CRuby, just a more in-depth look at parsing. I really enjoyed how she broke it down for folks into more of a simple kind of approach, really made it more applicable and just easier to approach for folks who haven't had a lot of experience going deep into the woods on that. I was in that talk as well, and that was also very good. awesome. What's some advice that you have for people who might be interested in coming to RubyConf next year? Oh, yeah, just find a group of people and network. I know it's kind of, it can be intimidating when you're in a new spot or a new conference. This is actually my first RubyConf. I did RailsConf last year. If you're a woman or non-binary person, I highly recommend joining the WNB.RB Slack and groups and get acquainted that way. There's a lot of friends I met at RailsConf last year who I'm just catching up with again at this conference. But yeah, say hi and don't be shy. Just jump in. Yeah, I think... So much of the Ruby community and so much of what makes it so special is that you make these friends at these conferences and then they just kind of, you're friends and you keep running into them at future conferences and you kind of, you've built a community there and the community is a really important part of it. It's awesome. I look forward to these. It's kind of the one time a year I get to see all these people from all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate you giving me the time and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the RubyCon. Awesome. Same to you. Thank you for having me. Here with Martin MD, who is involved with Ruby Central and with Ruby Gems. How are you liking the conference so far? 
it's been really fun. I actually really enjoy coming back to it after having not gone for many, many years. Nice. Yeah. This location is great. I think everything has been amazing here. Yeah, San Diego is lovely. Yeah. Do you have a session that was particularly interesting? You know, there's been a couple of the keynotes that I found Mm -hmm. really valuable. They're ones that really made you appreciate just how important our community can be and how the way in which code can be a way of showing love or caring about people or bringing people into this place of support and community. Yeah, Saran's talk this morning was awesome, and it was, it was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. So you also contribute to rubygems.org. What is it like to be involved with that? I think the most interesting thing about it is that it is extra challenging. So I find that normal day job work when I'm consulting, that's more like, okay, I'm doing stuff that I'm comfortable with and I know. Whereas when you're working on Bundler, when you're working on RubyGems, you've got to get everything right. Yeah. You can't break anybody. You have to be perfectly backwards compatible. You have to, it ups the bar and it makes it really exciting. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a critical piece of all of our <laughs> like yeah. infrastructure and our tooling and so it's also, is it rewarding to work on something that's so critical? I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, I, it's so exciting and it's so fun. And it's a tool that I, you know, of course, everybody pretty much in Ruby has used Bundler and has used RubyGems. And yet there's so much to it that I didn't understand before I was working on it heavily like this. Um, had the opportunity to work on some big features in Bundler and RubyGems.org. The people there are such good engineers that it's just great to get feedback from people. Mm-hmm. It helps me be better. What advice would you have for someone who's interested in maybe helping to contribute to some of the open source projects with Ruby Central? Whenever I look at the pull requests or issues in RubyGems, any of the RubyGems repositories, if I just look through issues, I get pulled in. I just, I'm looking at problems that other people are having, and they're very similar to problems that I've solved at different times. Everybody's had some sort of bundle install issue. Everybody's had something that doesn't work right. And when you look through the issues people post on RubyGems, you see the same sorts of things coming up. And so sometimes you can just help just by answering questions on an issue. So I see that all the time. People I don't know that I'm not familiar with pop into issues and answer somebody else's question or somebody else's problem. And sometimes it's, hey, this is a small amount of code. I might actually be able to write it. And sometimes one of us on RubyGems will say, that actually looks like a small amount of code. I bet you could write it. You brought up the issue. Do you want to try to fix it? I think you would look here. If you look through issues and pull requests, I think you'll find something that interests you. And if you really don't, then maybe that's not the project that you're interested in. Awesome. Well, thank you. I think Bundler, the community is an amazing part of the Ruby community, but I also think that we have really good tooling and that also helps us. So thank you for contributing to the tooling. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take very much credit for it. I feel like there's some really great people who have come before me that really made it what it is. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah. Thank you. This episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast is brought to you by Scout APM. Scout APM is a leading Ruby on Rails application performance monitoring tool that helps you identify and solve performance abnormalities faster. As a tool built for developers by developers, Scout makes it easy to get your APM set up and delivering insights in less than four minutes. Learn more at scoutapm.com. So I'm here with Derek Carr. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely, thanks for having me. So what has been your favorite part of RubyConf so far? There's been so many amazing, like, just touch points with random people and seeing how 
people have come into technology and like what animates Ruby as a software community. And that was really emphasized in today's keynote, this morning's keynote with Zarin. And she had this wonderful quote that was like, we're not what we build, we're who we build up. And there have been a lot of moments connecting with people that really reinforce that. And that's not to talk about any of the talks. And I've enjoyed several of those too. And there's this wonderful spread of things that are archaeologically interesting from a code perspective. Things that are immediately practical and things that give me tactics or knowledge that I can use to go debug something tricky at work. And things that are just wildly interesting. I think one of the things that's jumped out for me most is from the Wildly Interesting Camp. And it was a talk by Murray Steele. And it was called Reinterpreting Data. And it was just this look at his intentionally arbitrary constraint hack project at taking data that's in one format and putting it in a completely different format, but not like text to RTF. It's more like source code to WAV file. And I have had a small like side project idea that's like been adjacent to that, that I haven't had some ideas how to start for a while or haven't had the time and like bandwidth to figure out how to start. So that gave me like in some ways a roadmap to find my way into something that I'm excited about that feels really fun and like a creative play space within Ruby, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I think both of those were also very good for me too. I love the keynote this morning and I think such a big part of the Ruby community and, and such a big part of Ruby in general is the community and how warm and welcoming and supportive the community is. Is there anything that you're looking forward to as we're getting close to the end of the conference? I think this one's a little fun, but I'm actually pretty excited to see the like Konami demo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mostly because I've heard whispers about it for a bit, but haven't looked at it or played with it. And I think there is something to me that's really exciting about operating in a Ruby context, but still seeing something that is opinionated and gives exposure to different patterns and different ways of thinking about things and how you might build an application without needing to do the like general language reorganization of cool let me get into like Next.js or Remix or like do something big in JavaScript or learn Go or something else and so I think I'm, I'm really excited about that one still. Is this your first RubyConf? It's my first in person. I went to a virtual RubyConf, I want to say in 2021, perhaps. Okay. How has your experience been coming to RubyConf? Both times it's been wonderful. I think the first time I went, I left with a genuine sense of feeling deliberately included in the community around this language because Ruby is a language that people choose into in some ways, especially at this juncture. It is a thing that has a community of people who tend to care about human communication concerns and not just machine-based communication concerns. And that's something that I really felt a lot of at that point. And that's been really underscored here today with some of the people I've met. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Do you have any advice for people who maybe want to come to a RubyConf in the future? Ask someone who's been if you have reservations. Don't do unqualified advice. And if you have things that you're thinking about, ask someone who understands you better. Thank you so much for agreeing to chat with me for a couple minutes. This has been a blast, and I hope you enjoy the Hanami talk. Yeah, thank you. I'm talking with Hoswa Suna. We are at RubyConf. Is this your first RubyConf? Yes, it is. Yeah. What's been the most exciting part for you so far? 
the most exciting part was just like all the people that showed up. That's the first. I haven't been around so many programmers before yeah. and they're coming from all kinds of industries. So it was just exciting to hear about the different kind of things that people are working on and what they're trying to do. So what's the most interesting industry that you've seen someone working mm, in? To me, it was the most interesting just because of the person who was telling me about was I don't remember his name, but he was working on Jay Ruby and he just seemed very passionate about it. And he was just kind of just like explaining how you can use Java and Ruby to go back and forth and forward and back. And he was explaining to me and stuff was going over my head, but you could see a little bit of passion in his eyes. And I was like, okay, whatever he's doing, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> if anything, I think I'm looking for like the spark in people's eyes. But Nice. Um, yeah. Nice. What's like something that you've learned while you've been here? I learned a lot better testing habits, I would say. Specifically with the RSpec testing, today on the last day of the conference, there was a lecture on flaky tests, and mm -hmm. I found that incredibly useful. Yes. Yeah, I was in that one too for a little bit, and uh, it was very good. What is some advice you have for someone who maybe is thinking about coming next year? Oh, I would just say to come. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, don't second guess it. Just go ahead and come over. You're going to find something interesting, you know, and you're going to learn a whole bunch of things, whether it's coding or weird industry you haven't heard, like floating nurses that just kind of pick up shifts. That was another one I heard, and I was like, wow, that's so cool. It was like Uber for nurses. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's like that's pretty cool. Yeah. My advice would be just to go up to people and talk to them and ask if they're working on anything cool or mm -hmm. any side projects. And if not, do they want to work on something cool? <laughs> and then talk to them about your idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to talk to yeah. me. And I'm glad that you came and that you had a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks. It was nice chatting with you. Thanks for listening. This was a bit of an experiment. It was so much fun getting to talk with everyone at RubyConf. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it encourages you to attend RubyConf in the future. Thanks so much to our wonderful editor, Paul, over at Peachtree Sound for making us sound like professionals. And thank you for listening. You're a gem. You've been listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded to stay in the loop on Ruby on Rails and open source software. While you're at it, please leave us a review. And thank you for listening.